Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! His buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Happy Wednesday to you, December 6, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Happy hump day to you. Chilly outside. You can warm up with some coffee, fresh coffee, delicious coffee at Thornton's and get your texts into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Nick Roush, how are you doing this morning? Wish I had enough time to stop at Thornton's this morning. Mm-hmm. It sounds, just sounds delightful. It's right next door. Probably only take you five minutes. I'll cover for you. I think I'm going to do try to do that during the daily double. Nobody break. will even know you're gone. Uh, no, that you could do during the daily double yeah. break. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Scoots, did, do you think you could make it over there? I asked Scoots the other day if he wanted to walk with me to Thornton's. He doesn't walk to the gas station next door. He drives his car. You do not drive to the gas station next door. I've I've walked a time or two. No, what one time? <laughs> One time precisely. <laughs> you drive to that Thornton's? I mean, most of the time I'm I'm not going over there when I'm here. So normally I stop before or after. Right, but yeah, if I if I do go while I'm here, ninety eight percent chance I'm driving. Well, let's right just now. get to brass tacks. Have you ever left here to go to Thornton's and come back here? No. Not with not without another stop involved. Okay. All right. You sure about that? Uh, uh, you, you wouldn't lie to your buddy TJ and Nick, right? Okay, maybe once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the weather is bad, maybe I could see it. But, Roush, one thing, we're, we're moving offices here in like a month, my, my work office, not the radio office. We're, Correct. What if, what if we did just move Oh, again? my. I'd be <laughs> out. I can't do it again. <laughs> moving back to the OG studio. Oh, I'd definitely be I out. I think I may have to be out if that were the catch. Be like, that's, <laughs> we're going backwards now at this point. I, I don't know if that's the right idea. Uh, no, we we were um, <laughs> we're moving offices, but one thing I do like around the office that we have is just being able to go like walk and grab McAllister's is a nice little place to go get lunch. I wish there was a Salsaritas closer to me, uh, but it's nice just to, it kind of breaks up the day a little bit, mm-hmm. get some fresh air, move the legs a little bit. Yeah, not, not scoots though. Get up out of your seat, just move around some. Sco- only get fresh, off your feet. Uh, only fresh air scoots likes is on the golf course. That's right. Mm-hmm. But too anywhere cold else for, too doesn't cold, count. Too cold for golf these days. I don't. I disagree. I, I, it's been great golf weather. I just haven't had time to play. 
It has been better than normal. I think today would be too cold, though. Maybe I think so. like high yeah. forty three. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, if you're getting, if you're pushing fifty, I agree with you. you and, and especially if it's not too windy or something like that, you can definitely get some golf Ooh. in with that weather. My best day putting, the greens were frozen. Uh, oh, and a little Super Bowl morning golf, and I think I hit like was four putts in a row. Was it the COVID pins? No, it was it was real pins. That too. was my best putting. The, 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 the <laughs> when you didn't even get to play, have to play real golf, Just like all right, you're four feet away, but there's a tricky break. I'm gonna break the break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna drill this bad boy as hard as I can. As long as I hit the foam, it's good enough for me. Scoots, 13 hours ago, you were right back where you were. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for reminding me. Did you just stay the night here? I should have. Would have been better. Drive to Thornton's, drive back. Right. Uh, Although I wouldn't have had a a Peacock TV set up here so i guess i had to go home that's true how yeah, how, how was the watch the, the hoosiers on the peacock the night on the peacock it, it was great and by, by the way we talked yesterday about my sleep schedule did not get eight hours last night so first the, time ever the first day after i say that and the history I, of scoots life doesn't get his full eight hours coming in with my six and a half but mm. no it was good i uh i enjoyed the game well if we're being honest i didn't really enjoy the game because it was very sloppy Indiana did not look good. Lucky to get out with the win. So. They won. They did. Road yeah. win without your starting point guard. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I was pretty I, happy. I wouldn't be too. I wouldn't be too mad about it, even if it did look ugly. Yeah, Rutherford crushed him yesterday, being like, "I only look Rutherford." I, the I don't think Rutherford's ever listened to our show in its entirety, which is <laughs> it, it hurts your feelings. I get it though. You wake uh, up early. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Hurts your feelings. Company solidarity. <laughs> Listen, support your friends. Uh, maybe we're not friends. But he was like, yeah, I listened to my daily 15 seconds of roll call this morning. And Scoots, you said maybe the dumbest thing I've ever heard on radio. <laughs> I was like, I know what this is. I know what he's talking about. <laughs> You've never had a night worse than eight hours of sleeping? Scoots, that was bad. That was bad. How'd it go with Rutherford? I was only able to listen to like the first hour. Uh, I thought it went well. It was uh, maybe an hour and a half. We talked a lot about Florida State, as you can imagine, ACC, so wasn't big on that. A lot of tear drinking. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of tear drinking. But no, I, it was good. I thought it was fun. It I, was a fast three hours. Enjoyed uh, your your conversation with John Spears. You had the worst guess of a total in the history of guessing totals. <laughs> Me? You thought that an NFL line would be 22? Scoots, grow up. I said 23 and a half. Thank okay. you. Tony said 22. Either way, like they don't make total. The I mean, lowest college football this year was twenty eight and a half, well, or twenty six and a half, and that lo- moved up to twenty eight. I, I went on to find out that the lowest in NFL history is actually twenty eight. Um, but I don't know, Roush. When you just when you look at the Steelers team that's going to be using a backup quarterback, you look at the Patriots who have been just god awful all year. I, I can see a total being twenty three and a half. Nah, they, they won't make it. I that would, low. for what it's worth, I'd take the under on that. <laughs> so you've already taken the under 30 for Thursday Night Football. I haven't bet it yet, but I will definitely do so, yeah. Probably. I did get the Chargers five and a half over the weekend. That was the funniest way to cover a spread. <laughs> wow. Six, six nothing. Six to nothing. I was like, hey, you know what? Counts all, counts all the same. And then I lost out on the Jets because those idiots wouldn't just kick a f- – like they were down 13 to eight. And it was like, hey, you all may have the worst offense in the history so, of football this side of the New England facility. Kick a, make it a two, like, field goal, field goal, you win. And no, they were too proud. Too proud to try the field goals, Roush. And all I needed was one to cover, unfortunately. The, um, so you know how every year you you get into a rhythm and you find yourself just like, these are your teams, do you like betting? You, you, you've got a good feel for when they're going to cover, when they're going to show up. Yes. O- oddly enough, my two teams that I love betting more than any other team in the NFL this year, Falcons and Colts. 
Falcons and Colts. Interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've weirdly kind of like made a note to stay away from both those teams for the most part in my little gambling league that I'm in. I was going to say, my team's been the Rams. I feel like I've found myself winning money on the Rams yeah, lately. Which I, I can understand too because yeah. you you got to have like a team that's not very good, mm-hmm. but just, you know, a good middle of the road team and knowing when to kind of lay off or fade them or play them. Yeah. Um, the Colts, I, I saw now. Colts really, have been covering. I, did, I don't. I don't think uh, I had them last weekend because that was. I was just like uh, division game on the road. If it's a division game at home, though, love them at home, Lucas Oil. They're good at home. They're really good at home. They're yeah. really good at home. Also, you can live lines are awesome for the Colts. If they're at home and they get down, pound that bad boy. They're gonna come back. They may mm-hmm. not win, but they're gonna come back and make that game. Somewhat entertaining. I'm with you on the Colts there. I need to maybe start do, listening to you. But yeah, it's all just kind of a you know try, trying to get your right feel. Um, we're, we're we're getting into the part of the year where um, we're gonna. I don't I don't believe this Saturday has NFL games, but next Saturday will. I think uh, I'm gonna be at one of them. You are. Think I'm gonna be at that Steelers Colts game. Ooh, pretty sure. Scooty nights out. That's right. This will be my, I want to say, third Steelers-Colts game in, in Lucas Oil. Nice. Well, hopefully that's a good game, not with two backup quarterbacks. Last time I was there, we uh, Steelers hit a game-winning field goal. It was Tom expired. That's nice. That was fun. Uh, the two Packers-Colts games I've been to in Indy have been just uh, heartbreaking Packers losses. Big leads. Colts came back. Won. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, the one was during the pandemic year. That was awesome. Just had an entire front row at an NFL stadium to myself, like watching Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. That, that was a cool mi- – parts of the pandemic, cool. That was one of them. That was, no traffic that was nice. or ball games. Yeah, also, <laughs> like, you know, getting home two hours after that game as well. That was a fun experience. But uh, cool, Scoots. You deserve a little time off. Yeah, let your hair down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Although I have to plan some things out in regards to that date because it is on this Saturday. My mom wants to do Christmas that day. And I have a midway game, but I don't want to do either of those things. I'd rather go Colts and Steelers. So, got to talk to mom today, see if we can't move that date around. What 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 time is? Uh, I mean, is, December sixteenth. Maybe you just don't do Christmas December sixteenth this year. <laughs> maybe you pick any other date, like Christmas. Maybe or the seventeenth. Christmas Eve. Uh, sure, so a lot of people do the twenty fourth. I've heard people well, do the twenty fifth even. No, nah, we can't do all that. I mean, we we have plans on those days. We go to my grandma's for Christmas Eve. What, you have nothing going at, on the 17th. I'm at my dad's on Christmas. I've got to work the 17th. So if I can finagle my way off of work on that Sunday, then yeah, I think that's all right. I'd be more, more worried about your midway game. What's nah, going to happen that, if, they, if the... That'd be fine. Be fine? Yeah. They'll be all right. Midway who's going to call... Midway stinks. Their, their mascot? The, who's going to call the Eagles game? That, that's... I don't know. Not Dude, me. You just leave them high and dry? Yeah. You think Tom Leach, UK basketball, is about to tip, and then Goose looks over and he's like, "We got no Tom today." Ooh, <laughs> Goose could. I would trust Goose. What if TJ? I'll fill in for you for Midway. What sport is it? Basketball. You got M- it. Men's or women's? It's only one game. I think that day is women. Ooh, busy. I, I think. I'll give you a great scouting report. Okay, what's the scouting report? Uh, they're number twenty. She's just going to shoot a whole lot of threes. Okay. Yeah. Do you all remember the Hey Arnold episode, the pass the ball to Tucker Hey Arnold episode? Mm. Uh, I mean, it's like a cornerstone, so. a cornerstone of like teamwork in for kids born in the nineties. 
I think I know what you're talking about, but enlighten me. Cause it, no, it's just a Hey Arnold episode, episode where they're playing basketball and like the coach's son's on the team and he's awesome and his name's Tucker and the whole game plan is pass the ball to Tucker. Oh, it's a great and game the, plan. The and then at the like end, they don't pass it to him, uh, right? I do remember that. Yeah, because I think Hey Arnold's wide open and he does like a underhanded free throw, Shanani Anawani style, and it goes in. Shanani Anawaku. People forget. And he came back for the TBT team and shocked the world by was, not doing granny. Or no, he did. And he then did. He missed it. He missed it. Um, and it would have. He would have made game, it to yeah. win the game. And with he would have won like five thousand dollars. Yeah. With it. Yeah. The. Um, <laughs> he was actually really awesome in that too. I guess he has to be playing overseas, right? He, he was an awesome college basketball player. He probably left a little early. Although I thought he was going to make in the NBA, but then he had those heart issues. Yeah, but I do think he's playing overseas or doing doing something along those lines. So that's what their strategies. They just pass it to their their best player. Pretty much. Smart. Yeah. She, uh, she shoots. She's so good. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's your Midway Eagles basketball report here on this uh, Wednesday morning. Did June Rutherford get into any funny topics? Any any good stuff? Um, I don't know, man. Yesterday was so long. I'd, I'd talked so much yesterday. I even talked on the Hoosier report yesterday. You did. <laughs> I was Yes, Goose was on the Hoosier report. I didn't hear the Hoosier report yesterday. I, so I was officially a part of every local program on Big X yesterday. What what in, inside analysis did you share with the Hoosier report? Well, he was just asking me, what were we? We were just talking about the Michigan game in general. Does Jim Shannon still have it? Uh, Jim Shannon is now an assistant coach at Charlestown. Does so, he yeah. still have it? Seems like he still has it. Okay, good. Good. That dude's a, a staple in Southern Indiana. Yeah. No, I, I don't remember me and Rutherford getting into anything. I know I got a lot of hate on the text line because I said that basically I called Michigan, Florida State just not a sexy matchup. So I'm glad we didn't get that because I don't think it draws as much eyeballs as the matchups that we got. And. Forgot that I was doing a Louisville show, ACC conference, so I caught some heat for that. But, I mean, I, I'll stand behind what I said. I don't think that would be a sexy matchup. I think Mike's been pounding the drum on this, but it does crack me up. A lot of U of L fans have said this, and maybe maybe it's not Mike pounding the drum on this. If we would have just lost to Florida State 55 to nothing. He said those exact we'd words. We'd be in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, they'd no. be in the college football playoff. I still don't think so. We no. get no benefit from being competitive in that game. Hey, Mike and U of L fans, you know how us you could have gotten to the Orange Bowl and not lose to a third string quarterback? Hmm. How about that? Novel concept. Maybe score a touchdown in the ACC championship game. That could go a long way in terms of getting to the Orange Bowl potentially. Don't throw an interception in the end zone. We were just too weirdly arm's length distance competitive against a third string quarterback and it ruined everything. Kind of. I mean, kind of. But it all worked out best for U of L, Scoots. You got to remind that to the Rutherford show. Because if they'd gone to the Orange Bowl, they would have gotten beaten by 60. Yeah. It would not have been good. They're probably going to win the Holiday Bowl, and that may be good for them. It, it, it probably will be a fun game. I imagine there's going to be a lot of points in the Holiday Bowl. And, well, uh, yeah, but Jack Plummer's your quarterback. I forgot about that. Yeah, I know. But they, I mean, they, they put up 31 against UK, and they, 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 you know, they, can, they can put up some points from time to time. But he's just going to turn the ball over, too. But right. He, he, oh, he, so more points, points for the other team. Speaking of which, you all got a quarterback yeah, yesterday. Yeah, another – I think he's better than Plummer, but I don't know. They're going to be playing the same game that a lot of Kentucky fans played all offseason as well. Can he stay healthy? Because uh, he'll be on his third school in six years. 24-year-old. What's his name? Tyler Shaw. Or Sh Show or Shaw? I think it's I think Shaw. Okay. The show? I don't know. Well, is uh, it Chuck? Because Mike was talking about a guy like yesterday. Shuck was his last name. Well, that, that could be how it's pronounced. Yeah, I don't know. Weird spelling. Yeah. S-H-O-U-G-H. Let's just 
uh, I don't Chuck, know. Chuck, if, if Rutherford said he's paying closer attention, he didn't. that kid didn't get a ton of reps at Texas Tech this year because of his injury, and Texas Tech was also very boring he's Never thrown year. over 200 passes in a season? Not, not a lot. Because of injuries. Like, not because, like, style of play. Like, the dude has never been able to stay healthy enough to throw over 200 passes in a season. And I think I get what Brom's doing here. And Ty Spalding is saying that they may bring in another quarterback. First and foremost, what, like, great quarterback could you bring in? I think this is your this is your starter that you've settled on. I don't doubt that maybe they could bring in somebody else, but I just don't know if it'd be somebody that, like, you of all fans. There was a get. report uh, yesterday afternoon that they were in the DJU sweepstakes. Yes. Which you think this would t- like? You can't imagine this guy coming from Texas Tech and DJU coming, and both being like, "Yeah, we're cool with having other options, but this is where we want to go." But that's the thing about the Texas Tech guy. What other options did he like? Who did U of L beat out for him? I'm not um, saying they didn't beat out anybody. I just don't know. Uh, I was counting up the most games he played in a season, and it's seven. Seven. You never played more than seven games. My guess season. is what Brom's doing is bringing this guy in. Hey, stay healthy. I, he's got a big arm. He can throw the ball really far. I, I know Brom likes that sort of deal. And Brom's probably thinking, and if you don't work or you do get hurt, this will be our transition into one of these younger guys. And then in 2025, it'll be an in-house guy instead of going out and having to get a transfer portal. That's my guess of what Brom is doing here. But I was a little surprised they settled on this dude. I, I feel like they could have probably gotten... They jump quickly. They jump quickly, and UK is also maybe jumping quickly. Sometimes it's important to jump quickly. Sometimes maybe you get the sense right. that you could be settling a little bit. Scoots, this dude is a year younger than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Who's been in the NFL for, what, five years Many now? Many years now. One year younger. <laughs> Do we wild. have a feeling or a take about this one way or another? I- I've seen the take on social media that's just like, we've got to get grown adults, like fully grown human adults out of college sports. Like, we shouldn't have a 25-year-old, 24-year-old, however old this dude is, competing against 18-year-olds. I am curious the average age now versus, say, three, four years ago in terms of college athletes. That would be a good stat of just, like, what's the average starting quarterback age in college football? Mm-hmm. Just like, I mean, 20, all, 22 maybe? I'm just thinking all the athletes in general because across college sports as a whole, you've got – 23, 24, 25-year-olds who have taken advantage of everything given to them in way of extra years. I'm sure the average would be higher than previous averages, but you still Mm -hmm. are bringing in a ton of freshmen across the board, and those freshmen are still 18 years old. For the most part, I mean, you got a couple people that took the extra high school year for COVID, so they may be a little bit older coming in. But no doubt that the average is higher. No doubt the average is higher across the board, and especially at the quarterback position. And you think normally decision-making, quarterback, somebody that – older is better, more experienced, wiser, less mistakes, fewer mistakes. You think that doesn't always go to plan – but U of L is going that route. I want somebody super experienced, not overly game experienced, because can't stay healthy. Kentucky's going somebody, maybe going in a direction Roush with zero game experience, very yeah. little game experience. UK did this with Will Levis, worked out well. Yep. UK went the other way. I want a proven star with Devin Leary last year. Mixed results, wasn't as good as we were hoping for. Also, don't want to like totally throw Leary under the bus completely. He did do some nice things. It was consistency, Roush. I think that was UK. Do you know he biggest. finished second in the SEC in touchdown passes? I would not have guessed that. Yeah. I mean, I would not have guessed that. Pretty, pretty crazy. And that should be like a recruiting while co- tool while completing fifty-four percent of his passes yeah, against yeah, SEC yeah, teams. It's crazy. That is crazy. It's, it was a weird, weird, not very good year for Devin Leary, but. Um, 
But it looks like Brock Vandegraaff's going to be the guy. You you know more about him yeah. as a player, and you know more about his situation as well. So you're the guy to talk to on this Wednesday morning. Well, and that was um, – I was like, well, listen, I can do plenty of internet research. Let me actually speak with somebody who's known the guy a lot longer than me, guide on the horn with Rusty Manziel, who he was the guy that initially broke that Brock was entering the portal. Um, he's been covering recruiting in the state of Georgia for 25-plus years. Um, just – Knows the st- knows the sport down there as good as anybody. Uh, met Brock when he was in seventh grade. Uh, Brock's dad is a high school football coach at a pretty good small school that's located just at like twenty minutes outside of Athens. And uh, so, like, it was great because not only did you get the he's a freaking big ass kid with a live arm, like you, you he he shared inside of that, but also like he was going to be Lincoln Riley's guy at Oklahoma. Oklahoma really wanted him. Yeah, and he was committed there. He was ready to go, and then he went, goes to Thanksgiving dinner, and his grandma says, I'm just not going to be able to watch you play anymore. And he was like, okay, that's it. And just then and there decided he couldn't go to Oklahoma. Flips to uh, to Georgia. Uh, but also, another good thing, he's not even the best athlete in his family. His younger sister is like a five-sport star. Just won 100 and 200-meter state and is uh, going to play softball at Alabama, who's pretty good, pretty good softball Ooh. program. His other sister's at EKU right now? I think Coach Lawson wouldn't like hearing about that. Yeah, well, you know. Just get her to UK. Didn't, like, the portal's open in softball, too. Best softball player ever? Come from, come from Eastern Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, come yeah, from, from like, is Ashland. Is a Kentuckian? Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, I think she's done now. Really? Yeah, get the hell out if you're not, though. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice to have her. She's a badass. I know. But the, the thing, though, the, the biggest takeaway from that conversation with Rusty is just like, listen – Sometimes you don't win the jobs. He was sitting behind two NFL quarterbacks, and this guy, all he needs is a lot of snaps. Like, he's got the size. He's got the mobility. He's got the arm. Like, he just he just needs a lot of snaps. He didn't even get the Kaya Sharon, who entered the transfer portal yesterday. He didn't even get the Kaya Sharon starts for one game because the quarterback's out for a week. It was all coming in in garbage time and then fighting for your job, like clawing, scratching during spring practice. And that was, that was really it. Is he a redhead, Rouse? Yes. I thought so. Go on and ask, ask what you want to ask, Scoots. We know where you're going with this. I don't, I'm don't. i not going anywhere with it. We know what – I don't think Roush knows the answer to it anyway. Can we trust him? Can we trust him? I think we can. All right. Good enough for me. <laughs> it's not, not the direction I was going in. <laughs> um, but well played all the same, Scoots. Well played all the same. Roush, everybody is assuming he's going to be a Kentucky Wildcat. You're already getting crystal balls and Magic 8 balls and RPMs and RPOs. Mm-hmm. Guy that can actually do a little RPO. People don't talk about RPOs as much anymore. Uh, yeah. It was it, really hot in the street about three or four years ago. Very hot in the street. Not as, not as much anymore. Seems like he's going to be a cat. Is this just get to Lexington and you're going to want to dot your T's and cross your I's and you're going to be ready to go? Yeah, somebody was asking why I was taking so long yesterday, and it had been less than 24 hours, which I was very uh, was very amused Some, by. Somebody said, why is it taking so long? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why isn't this a done deal yet? Like, well, it's been 24 hours. Um, I appreciate that his dad indicated uh, he might even commit and then visit afterwards. I haven't heard this, and I've also – UK. D- UK's making my job difficult this offseason because they don't want anything out 
at all. And it's very They don't want any football stuff out? They don't want any, Traffic. like, what they're doing. They don't want any information out. They want to operate in the shadows. And it's, I, I got a, where'd you get this information from text yesterday? Oh. And it's like, well, his dad interviewed with Steve Wolfong. I think <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> what'd they say back to that? Like, uh, Okay, thanks. Like, yeah, it was very much a, just trying to, it, it, it reminds me of the Donald Trump, like, we got leakers, no leaking. Like they're they're trying to plug all the leaks. It's like Chevy Chase. There's no leaking happening. Um, but if kids announce it, like we've, um, you know, Raymond Cottrell and uh, Donovan McCulley, a couple wide receivers visiting this weekend. Uh, I I'm I w- I'm just going to expect Vandergriff's going to be there. Um, that's just kind of the assumption I'm operating under. But haven't heard anything because we got to plug all those leaks up. Uh, and all three could very well just be. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Now, that's it. Feels like days are like one day in the transfer portal is three in a normal mm-hmm. calendar year. So, like a lot can change between now and then. Like the Indiana left tackle Carter Smith was originally supposed to go to Kentucky this weekend. He's actually going to Ole Miss and then Kentucky next weekend. So, you know, things things change quite frequently here. But as of now, those three guys, I'm just going to assume they're going to. I'm going to assume Vandergriff's going to be joining those two wide receivers this weekend um, for a visit in Lexington. Get them on board. It's all and, and quarterback is important position to recruit and get signed up because then they can do recruiting for you. You can sell them to receivers to get excited about. And will Brock be a good quarterback if he ends up being the quarterback at Kentucky? Your guess is just as good as anybody else's, I suppose. But I like this strategy better, in my opinion. And – if Brock ends up being a huge bust roush, then maybe this time next year I'll say, just go take the proven thing. Too many wild cards, too many uncertainties with things that you don't know. But what did I say about two or three weeks ago? I was like, I want somebody at quarterback at Kentucky that has NFL potential, that can be an NFL draft pick. Yep. And you got to take two schools of thought with this. You can go get the proven NFL, or you can go get the proven, excuse me, college quarterback that put up good numbers but there's a reason, Roush, they're still in college. And you could say, well, there's a reason Brock Vandegrat. Yeah, because he has no tape. He hasn't played. He's been behind national champion quarterbacks and just hasn't gotten his chance at it yet. Seems like a surprise decision. Georgia's quarterback's going to come back for another year. He doesn't want to wait another year. He's got two to play, too, which I think I like that better than just the Devin Leary one. Yep. Now, if the, two, the two years is, I think, significant. I think they wanted a two-year guy instead of one and done. And I don't think all of this is like black and white. In three years, maybe the situation's different where, you know, a, a one-year guy can can fill the gap till somebody on the roster can take over the following year. I'm not saying there's only one way to skin this transfer portal cat. Don't go skinning your cats anyways. I just, this is my preference, I think. Get somebody that has NFL potential at quarterback that can, if it clicks Roush, then you're talking like maybe you are talking dream season. Maybe you are talking about 10 wins, competing for a spot in the college football playoff, which we all agree is going to be easier to do than it will be to compete for a spot in the SEC championship game. I want Bofa. Why the heck not? But I don't think you get there with just like a solid quarterback. I think you I mean, need a great quarterback to get there. And hopefully Brock can be that guy. Hopefully he can be great. Georgia wanted him. Oklahoma wanted him. Yeah, There's a reason why. The thing that I – try to remember when assessing this how many guys at ohio states georgia's alabama's oklahoma's you know brand names how many guys 
couldn't win the starting job, transferred elsewhere, and were successful. Justin Fields yep. from Georgia to Ohio State. Yep. Uh, Joe Burrows even farther back. Uh, but even more recently, um, oh no, now I'm, I'm biking on the kid. Um, oh gosh, yeah. I'm, Where do you play at? I'm, Oklahoma. I'm biking on some. I know Jalen Hurts was successful from Alabama to Oklahoma. Um, Tanner Mordecai is one who did struggle this year from Oklahoma to Wisconsin. But I feel like there's a lot more success. Quinn Ewers was the one I was trying to think of. Who was at Ohio State? He wasn't a part of their yeah. continuation plan. Goes to Texas. He's badass. He's going to be awesome next year, and he's going to end up being in the NFL. Like, I really, aside from Mordecai, like, there's a couple that are like really buried on the depth chart that I'm not going to count. Maybe some people think that Brock Vandegrift's one of those. But for the most part, when kids at these schools just get beat out by other NFL guys, and then they go to another one, they're they're pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And there's I, a reason you find out the reason why that you know they were being kind of shelved. Right. Exactly. So like I that that's. I think that's a good kind of uh, let's try to follow that trend because is is Brock Vandergriff guaranteed to be Joe Burrow or any one of these? No, no, no. of course not. But he, you feel like you're you're at least stepping up to to the plate and going to be able to take a swing at it. And by all accounts, there's a chance that if if Beck came back for another year, like people are suggesting that he's going to do, that after that year, Vandergriff in his final year of college football was going to be handed the keys. They brought in another great freshman that potentially could, Rayola, that yeah. could have taken that spot. But it's not like George is saying, all right, Brock, you got to get out of here. Like, we, we need your scholarship or we need this well, chair in the quarterback and, room. And that's another thing, too, is for all intents and purposes, like he was great in the locker room there. When, yeah. he, when, he, when he was a recruit, he would host recruits at his house. It was kind of like the Cutter Bully. Like, I live in town. So he, and then during the summers, he'd take guys hunting and fishing and stuff. Um, he's a big hunting and fishing guy. I love it. I, you know, all the, all the it seems to check all the right boxes. I'm going to have a little rant after our commercial break about like the negatives, the the side effects of transfer quarterbacks. Uh, no, but, <laughs> but I will get in a rant about that. But it seems like a perfect person to bring in. Cutter Bowley and Stone Saunders can learn from him, and then maybe if one of those guys takes a big jump, Roush, you don't play the transfer quarter quarterback game once. Brock leaves after 2025, right? Because we do want two years of him. Yeah. And then between one of Stone and Cutter, maybe one decides to go somewhere else. But then maybe you get some stability in the quarterback room. You don't have to feel like you have to go pay and play somebody to come in. I want to read the morning grab-and-go, or at least one morning. Eh, okay, we need to hit a break. It's already 7.30. We'll grab-and-go to the next break. We'll grab-and-go to the next break, but the texters, I, I see you all that got your texts in there on the first segment. We will definitively read them when we return. And then I do have like a... Not a negative UK transfer quarterback take, but just a, a cautious, a cautious rant. Ooh. Yeah, you go get your kids. Listen, make sure they listen to old Uncle TJ's cautious rant. You can't just grass isn't always greener. No, it, it, it's pretty. It, it, it it's a uh, pretty cliche radio stuff. Yeah, but be excited about it. Why the heck not? It's a wacky Wednesday edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. We're gonna get to the Thornton's text line. We're gonna get to more football and transfer portal discussion and basketball as well. Don't go anywhere. It's KRC on the Big X. Show up, we don't sleep. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what we go out. That's how it's supposed to be. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Say, man, you got a joint? 
Uh, no, not on me, man. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Welcome back. What's this song about, Scoot? Uh, Wacky Wednesday. Well, that's true. They're sticking, sticking to the theme. Wacky Wednesday is more of not necessarily like drug-induced. It's more of just like, you know, be silly. <laughs> exactly. Roush got well, it down. Well, I mean, if you got drugs-induced, then aren't you silly? Not, no, no. Almost always. Hugs, not drugs, Scoots. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1, 1450 on the AM side of things. Get your text into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Yeah, texted these two guys about KRC Christmas lunch, and neither one texted me back. Very sad stuff. I talked to you about it this morning, though. Yep. I figured we could touch on it in the, Seems in the like double break. Seems like we're going we're to figure out a date. That's yeah. good. We have to talk about all the exciting new things for KRC in 2024. Bigger. Just have to. That, that was one of them. We're going to be bigger next year. Hey, oh. Can't wait. Get your text in, 502-414-1450. It's. Fun time of the year, except when your team loses a home game to UNC Wilmington. It's not as fun. Uh, a grab-and-go texter says, during the first half of the basketball game, it is not uncommon to see a key player removed from the game when they commit a couple of early fouls, often until the second half. Presumably, this is to preserve the player's avail- availability late in the game. However, that player's absence from the first half seems to amount to at least as much time as the player may miss in the second half, in the event of fouling out, it is possible the player may not commit enough fouls to foul out after the early fouls, resulting in being available for more minutes. Why do coaches commonly exercise this practice and create a self-fulfilling prophecy? Please make this make sense. That's Shano. Shano, I think we've addressed this. That's one of our bugaboos. About Cal, yeah. yeah. We've talked about that for a while. Maybe maybe if it's... There are players you need to do that stuff Like Dillingham with. is definitely one of them. He, is he going to be able to resist trying to pick a pocket when he sees the ball just dribbling out Probably of his not. face? Exactly. Yeah. So, but I would hope you could trust some of those guys to play. Antonio Reeves has been playing college basketball for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Dude, you should be able to play without fouling. Um, well, he can't defend just periods. So well, I think and also his, maybe you're right. You, you could also switch him onto somebody who's not driving. Like, hey, don't guard the guy who's just attacking the rim every single time. And easier way to stay out of avoid committing fouls. Yeah. Yeah. I I like when the guys get two fouls in the first half and the coach pulls them. Oh, I hate it. I I'm, I guess I'm alone in that. But that why actually you, Why do you like it? So, cuz for the example I saw last night. So that actually happened in the Indiana game. There was I want to say three guys that picked up two fouls in the first half and they all got yanked real quick after they picked up their second one. And then those same guys that picked up those two fouls played very critical roles down the stretch, including Khalil Ware, who ends up hitting the game ceiling bucket. So, yeah. I, but there's I, no I guarantee that, like, if you had kept him in the game in the first half, that he wouldn't have done that. Yeah, but I mean, then you risk him picking up a third, and then you've only got two fouls to play with in the second half. And I mean, Scoots, you're a gambler. He, yeah, I, yeah, I know, but you end up you end the, up getting them for more time in the second half. I feel like than you would if they pick okay, up. Okay, but third. let me show you another hypothetical because mm-hmm. just as easily they don't pick up a third foul. 
he gets and Khalil Ware is very much like he can go on these spurts over two or three minute stretches where he's the best rebounder, the best blocker, and the best scorer. Just like that. It just mm-hmm. clicks for him for a little bit. He can't really sustain it for the length of a game. He's a really good player. I mean, make no mistake about it. But there will be these stretches where he's a dominant player. What if he has one of those stretches with two fouls in the first half? You don't need you don't need that late bucket in the second half because the game isn't put away, but it's a more comfortable lead throughout. I am like you can always say another hypothetical to a hypothetical. I am different in terms of home versus road games. So last night was at Michigan, so I I agreed with that decision. Maybe at home you you can give them a little bit longer of a leash just because mm. you've got I don't know the crowd behind. You've got you. Indiana's refs, yeah. yeah. That always helps when you have IU's refs. Yeah, that's a good. It's not last night though, so maybe you're right to bring <laughs> that, up that that's example. That's a great point, Scoot. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I just don't think it's ever black and white. I think there's sometimes a guy gets a second foul in the first half, and yeah, you know what? You're too important to us. We we can we'll survive this one way or another. Get on the bench. And I think there's other times where it's like, all right, you got two fouls. I'm totally all right, Roush, with there being two fouls and taking a guy out. I just the thing that I get bugged with is when you submit him to the bench in the first half. Like if you want to take him out and just be like, hey, you got two fouls now. We are going to push you back in. You got to play like a little passive just don't get a third foul in the yeah. first half because then we really give, can't give play. him a break till the next media timeout exactly yeah, talk then, to him let it you know especially if it's like the 12 media timeout and you're really just going to give up basically an entire quarter of the game i mean i don't i hate that and usually the second one is some ticky tack bull crap call right and you're like oh come on uh, but the biggest the biggest argument i just have against it scoots is if the other team's going on a big run you're you're literally just Giving the other team points in a lot of these instances, like I, you're just you're to protect, bo- just to protect somebody to help you try to win the game that's getting out of hand. Exactly, yeah. Like it's very counterintuitive. Like this guy who keeps us in the game, I'm going to take him out so he'll help us win the game later. But it's also making us lose the game because mm. he's out. Scoot, well, no, it's coming. No, I guess the reason I have the thinking I do is directly because of last night and and all those guys got taken out but Indiana was still in a position where the game was close at halftime they were only down two points so that didn't hurt them at all and then you had those guys available for the second half with three fouls to give and a a chance to try to get back in that game and win it and that that's exactly what they did did the Hoosiers win it? They did. They, did. they won at Michigan. Wow. Win. That was a big win. Indiana and won away from Assembly Hall. Without, big day, their, without their starting point guard. Yeah. 2-0 um, in Big Ten. Although it makes, that, that does like bring up maybe maybe you're better without Xavier Johnson. I'm starting to get that <laughs> feeling. Yeah. Just because, I don't know, Gabe Cups plays, he plays a lot when X is out. And Gabe doesn't provide any scoring. But he doesn't really make mistakes either. I so, don't think you're better without him, but no. I do think there's a valuable lesson of like, don't let him do too much. Right. You know, you can mm-hmm. be a, you can be solid in other areas. If he tries to take over the game, sometimes it actually hurts more more than it helps. I, again, the foul thing, there's just there's not. It should never just be one size fits all with it. Excuse me, I was gonna bring up the the little girl in her roller skate story just to really hit it home for you, but I think you you understand the point. I don't need to hear about a little girl on roller skates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't keep somebody on the bench like to help you win the game, and then all of a sudden you're down 20, and you're like, oh, well, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have kept that person on the bench so long, and then we wouldn't be down so big. It definitely is a situational thing. It is. Very every situation. every situation is going to be different, so you gotta got to kind of play it by ear. Uh, the, the roller skate symbolism story will be shelved been told a million times can't wait to hear it at a later date but it will be used again you bet your sweet sweet behind scoots we'll bring that back up again uh morning grab and go texter the sack pack 
Listen to I listened to the Rup to No Good yesterday. Solid. Uh, I'm a big Buddy fan, so disappointed. Buddy the Elf? Uh, Buddy the Elf, of course, but also Buddy on the podcast. Was disappointed um, with that, but... But still, good episode. Hey, Roll Call crew, I appreciate you all being able to analyze the game and be critical without just sticking with the same cliches about how this is just unacceptable for UK basketball and never expanding beyond that. Also, I know I'm a sunshine pumper of all sunshine pumpers, but if Baryon and Key are back, the Coxes are back, a couple of portal, portal wide receivers are on the way, and Big Brock, sign me up for 10-2. and two. Woo! Woo! Go Cats! And that's from the Sack Pack. It would be fun, Roush, to get really excited about the football roster given the schedule next year. I think we were really excited about the roster this year. I do think that like the offseason hype around Leary and the offense ended up being not a scam. We weren't sold just like a total spoiled bag of goods, but it was definitely overinflated. Mm-hmm. We paid too much for what we ended up getting, uh, maybe quite literally in a, in a, in a, in a sense. But... Um, if we get a team that we're excited about, and I do think there's going to be a little bit more... You'll have eight home games. I know people are going to... Skepticism if we hear yeah. like really awesome reports about Brock. Oh my gosh, he's just killing it. Yeah. I think people are going to be more willing to pump the brakes on that stuff. But if we can have an offense that we get excited about, and I think at least at a minimum, the front seven, they're going to have to get some depth at linebacker. But I think front seven will feel pretty good about. If it's a team that we can get behind with the schedule they have next year, make for a fun offseason. That's yeah. good, right? Yeah. We talk about that in basketball all the time, that like Calipari does, at least in well, my eyes, get a little bit of leeway because sometimes the offseasons are so good. This one was a little bit different, ended up being all right. And you can you can really get that uh, artificial inflation at the end of the season, too. Uh, because yeah. you beat Louisville. Were they the number one team in the country? Still beat a top-ten Louisville team. And then now you're facing a Clemson team. TJ, you seen all these opt-outs? Yeah, I am. So, again, though, like you could say that about Ready? the UK stuff, and then uh, Stoops came out and was like, well, some of these guys well, are still going to play for us. That, no, they're opting out. I, I think Clemson – the, they are. The Clemson guys okay. are like – I think they are too. Yeah, like Nate Wiggins, I, I first, to top be, 15 draft pick, he's opting out. Do you, like A lot of these guys are going elsewhere. So Yeah, get out of here, Clemson Yeah, players. get out of here. Also, Dabo, you're doing a Gator Bowl press conference? I'm sad that Dabo it looks like you. I'm not going to that game. I want to go to that game. Be fun. Clemson, I mean, I went to two Music City Bowls against Clemson. And I just went to the one. one. The other one was Florida State. I went to the one Clemson Music City Bowl. The winner one? The winner one. Yeah. 28-20. Woohoo. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, who was the linebacker that got a uh, a carry for UK? Micah Johnson? Ooh, probably. I would th- he was like a huge, highly rated recruit, but never really panned out. But then he like ran the ball a couple times on that team. I was oh, like, oh, that's kind of fun. He uh, ended up being – Average. Did he? Okay. Yeah. He he, he started that. a year or two, but um, very big, did not move very well. Yeah. One yeah, of those. Yeah. No, that was fun. I, I would really like to go to that game. I think the people that go to the, go to it will be happy they did. Is Jacksonville the coolest city in Florida? Scoot would be the first person to tell you no. Hell but no. It is still Florida. Weather's going to be better there than it will be here, most likely, oh, almost yeah. definitively. Freaking lucky. It was 75 on Monday. And, I mean, just, like, gosh. Roush, let me just let's just go back in time here. We're doing radio. It's the OG studios. Everything smells bad. Things are falling from the ceiling. None of the lights are working. You're there. I'm placing you in the scene. And I tell you, hey Roush, I just saw a few like you know uh that's so Raven, how she'd get like pieces of the clue. Yeah. It's uh-huh. like she'd see pieces of the future, but it'd always be out of order or something Correct. wacky. The future I can see. You knew the end, but not 
the the process exactly. to get there. The, right. the, you just knew the result. result Here's my process. that's so Raven talking to Roush in early August. The season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're in Florida for a bowl game. We're playing against a team that's won a national championship in the last 10 years. Wee, 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 wee. We dominated Florida. You beat Louisville again, and they were ranked in the top 10. You'd be th- What would you be thinking? Probably, or- probably well, an Orange Bowl. <laughs> you'd probably six. be like, Bob, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. We dominated Florida. We beat a top 10 Louisville. We're playing against a team that's won a national championship in the last 10 years, and we're in Florida. Well, you're 7-5, and five and it's the Gator Bowl. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, whoa, whoa, okay, hold on. Should we be all right with it, though? Like, I'm excited for this bowl game, and at the end of the day, isn't that what the regular season's all about, to get you excited for a bowl game? And if you end up just like last year, Roush, going to a Music City Bowl that nobody really cares about, then it's kind of just like, eh, all right, whatever. You're going to play it, so we want to win it, but like, wish it was something better. I feel that way with this season. Kentucky's probably deserving of a Liberty Bowl or a Texas Bowl or a Music City Bowl or the Duke's Mayo Bowl. But somehow, Roush, they didn't get those bowls. Nope. And while the Gator Bowl, I think, is still technically on a similar tier to those bowls. It's better. It just is. It's It's been around for 75-plus years. You're playing in Florida. And, yeah, this is where I think Kentucky maybe got most lucky. You got Clemson. It's a big name. You know where Clemson wants to be in the SEC. You know they want these games to be like every Saturday for them. And you know what? Beat them. Show what what they'd be getting into. Just, you know, middle of the pack, ho-hum Kentucky. They still kick your ass. I'm excited about this game. And was this a fun season for UK? No, no, no. I mean, not exceptional. Like losing to Missouri, Tennessee, Alabama, blown out at home. Wasn't the best home schedule. The Louisville win was amazing, but Roush is right. You can end this with a lot of positive momentum, and I think this bowl game, I think Kentucky got a little fortunate with the way it all shook out. They certainly did, and it is different than basketball where everything is for March. I mean, that's that's not how college football works. Like That's what makes it fun is that every Saturday seemingly matters, um, and that's why it's all those people all up in arms about Florida State, it, 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 the games don't matter anymore. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I digress. I don't get how the the, the games don't I matter don't, argument. The games like the the whole point about Florida State not getting in is that the games did matter. Yeah, we, like, we saw them play and they were not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but for Kentucky, yes, it wasn't it wasn't what you wanted, but this is a lot more fun, and it's a lot easier to get momentum. To keep people happy, the I, to go back to where you kind of started this, TJ, um, when you talked about just off-season momentum and talking ourselves into things, we talked ourselves into it, but we were pot committed on Dane and Barryon. I mean, there was no yes. After them, it's like, well, who who sure. if they don't play well, who else can can take them out for a few plays? Yeah, really, nobody. I mean, your only other. Pass catcher was a guy who quit on the team last year. So you you were relying a lot on two guys. And that that's a lot for sophomores, for true sophomores in the SEC. I don't care how good they are. Well, this year, if you get Cottrell and McCulley, you've got one guy who's very experienced in the Big Ten, another guy who has four years of eligibility as a redshirt 
freshman, former mm-hmm. top 300 player. Those are guys, in theory, you could... It would put, seem like a more impressive room, for sure. Right. And, and I mean, they just they, they need to be able to have multiple options out there. Um, and so, th- that would make me feel better. But, to your point, though, no matter what happens in the next month, even if Kentucky gets Brock Vandergriff, the highest-ranked recruit, I know you've heard that before, he would be the highest-ranked recruit ever in Kentucky football internet history. I know it would be Portal, wow. but, like, Keontae was 10th, and then that went away uh, once the final rankings came out. But, like, a lot of good things could happen over the next month. There's still going to be a little bit of skepticism late in the season. You know what? That's perfectly fine. We got to hit our number two break. We'll come back. More football, basketball discussion, and the Thornton's text line on Kentucky Roll Call when we return. Roll Roll Call. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Crazy how many people yesterday reached out to me being like, TJ, I swear I thought that that could have been you and Aaron Rodgers on the ShadyRays.com page. You were 100% right. It looked a lot like you. A lot of people said, hundreds of people said, hundreds of phone calls of people saying that. I thought that was actually just you. you're, You're giving Aaron Rodgers a little too much credit. Well, regardless if you think if the model on the front page of the ShadyRays.com website looks like me, doesn't look like me, it doesn't matter, Roush. That's not what this is all about. We're trying to save people money with 40% off polarized sunglasses from a Kentucky-based company that does uh, unbelievable work both with charity but also with their profession, which is making crafty polarized I know. I'm just having trouble picking out which ones I want to get. Because there's so many great styles mm-hmm. and selections. Yep, they've got uh, everyday, I, I'm one of those, driving, fishing. I, I'm more impartial to, like, I, I like that they don't have the little, uh, I don't know how to describe the nose holder pieces. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. They don't They don't really do glasses like that anymore with those things. Because those are uncomfortable. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate the style, the fit, the comfort. And I appreciate getting 40% off at promo code Big X. Which, if you check out most of their... Uh, Glasses are affordably priced. It gets down to about 30 bucks after that big X discount. I mean, come on. Pretty nice. And again, remember, holiday season, you're trying to stuff some stockings. I just love going checking out. Ooh, did St. Nick come to your house last night, TJ? I thought St. Nick came tonight. Nope. Doesn't he come on the night of the 4th? St. Nick's day is the December 6th. That was the Japanese Mm. that came on the night of the 4th. No, they came December 7th. Well, I just always remember, so my That's sister's right. birthday. Wait, so so the Japanese came overnight tonight, a day after St. Nick showed up. Because at our house, St. Nick, you you leave your Christmas list out, he takes it, and then leaves you a Was little I treat. Was I mixing up Pearl Harbor and St. Nick's Day? Yeah, yeah, I think you were. Yeah. My sister's birthday was yesterday, so I feel like we always woke up. A day which we're living in for me. Always feel like we woke up Saint with Nick's stockings. Or shoes! Oh, he gets a, he comes and takes your shoes. Yeah, you leave your shoes outside. We would leave our shoes outside for St. Nick. And then it would be stuff, you know, you get like one little present. Just a little Christmas teaser was what we did for St. Nick. Hmm. 
So you put them out the fifth, and they come. I mean, regardless, we missed it. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we didn't miss it. <laughs> Little Lucy doesn't know the date. Yeah, maybe, maybe we didn't miss it. Yeah. No. Yeah. You. You. No. Yeah. You'll be fine. St. Nick's just. You know. You're. You're at the end of the route. Christmas is a lot for kids. I thought St. Nick's was always a a fun a fun thing. Yeah. Even it's, it's, it's hard to be like, hey, you're getting a bunch of presents, but you got to be patient for a while. And be oh. like, as a kid, be like, well, no, I can't do that. Oh, yeah, day after Thanksgiving. Is Christmas tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. um, which, I- hey, Harriet, if you all, Scoots, you, you come to me and you, you share these items quite a bit. I need to, to post them somewhere, but you're always like, man, I think this would be cool to get for my nieces or nephews. I've got a couple really inexpensive gift ideas that would be great if you're trying to shop for like a, a little kid i would say six seven and under ish hell even older for one they have they have fake snowballs um if you just like go amazon fake snowballs they're just little foam balls and you can have your own snowball fight and it's great because you can just i mean you can throw i can throw them as hard as i want hit my t- one-year-old in the face and he just doesn't even flinch because it would doesn't that hurt. bird still be with us today if randy johnson had thrown one of these foam snowballs probably not though <laughs> i think that's the one exception is randy johnson but those things are great that, that bird would be like 25 years old <laughs> there's also uh these uh uh white up balls that are waterproof and it, bat toy boom keeps my kids in the tub for like 15 minutes just like a couple Scooches. great toys that are inexpensive that you can uh, get your nieces or nephews or, you know, some kid in your life. Because all the cool stuff on the commercials, like that, you know, it's fine for a little bit. But the little stuff like a box and a ball to throw at your sibling, that goes a long way. Balls seem to be hot in the Roush household this oh, Christmas. Yeah. Doubles as gift ideas for Gil, though. So well, I hope so you're taking notes. It's funny that you bring those up, Roush, because I've been actually looking at a ball as well for my Christmas gift. It's a puke ball. Got, oh, I've seen those. Yeah, you got like the slime and the ball will like suck it up in its mouth and then you can squeeze the ball and it spits it out. Looks like, looks fun. It's probably what I'm going to do. Sounds like a good time as well. <laughs> it does what to the ball? It's suck you in and it, then it spits it, you out. It's it like, like a Kirby. You, it's like a, a little Kirby. Yeah, you like put the mouth up to the slime and it just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's very amusing. Sounds awesome. Um, You know, it also doesn't sound awesome though. Um. Watching UConn play basketball, I think they're my new. I think I'm they're the new villain in college basketball. What do you? They beat they beat UNC last night. Did you see Jimmy, the segment Jimmy v game at the end of the first half, where the little white kid Spencer he he makes a play and is like screaming all over the floor. Like the only thing he didn't do was slap the floor. Cam Spencer. He was being full dookie. Got up in Baycott's face. They let him do it. Whatever. Next time down the floor, Baycott just crams on somebody. And then he yells, and they tee up a cut. That tee was weak. It was the most like, all right, so they're getting the Duke treatment now. Like they they are becoming Duke. And I, I didn't see the yelling before that. Like that even makes it worse. But uh, nothing that Armando Bacot did was bad. You know. Yeah, he did what everybody does all the time. But it was because the play before Spencer was all up in his face, and I was surprised Bacot didn't react at all to that. I would have punched that little tweep in the face. He was dog. That guy, um, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm just gonna hate UConn. Like I, I, they they were one of those that I didn't like, but relatively harmless for the most part. Even though they did eliminate Kentucky, whenever they beat Kentucky, like you, you always felt like, well, was Kentucky even supposed to be this far anyway, right? Like, and they've got the best 
the best players. But uh, yeah, so I, I just I, I'm out on UConn. Out on UConn, they're officially the bad guys. They're really good. The Again, bad guys. Uh, they have a legitimate chance to potentially go back to back. Tristan Newton is one of the better guards in the country, and then yeah, Camp Spence, Spencer. He he's annoying but good, and then Klingon, they're ginormous, huge human beings. Caravan's there. really good too. Yeah, they're a good team. No, Klingon, they're they're a, they're a good team. Text on in five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Uh, no, I think major upsets in college basketball last night, Michigan state, they lost by 13 at home. They're unranked. They're, they're probably, I think wouldn't be shocked if you saw them kind of in bubble territory before it was all said and done. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it is wild. I, I don't, I, I feel like Tom Izzo's had disappointing regular seasons plenty of times in the last five, six years. Nobody really talks about him and the way no. that they talk about other coaches. No, that, that's true. Um, one thing, too, I know it's a couple days away. Um, did you see Penn's, how their most recent game unfolded? No, but the, I saw their president's embarrassing comments yesterday when talking to... Ooh, that's one of those video clips I was like, you know what, I'm just not going to, I'm just keep scrolling. You're yeah. smart to do yeah. that, Jesus yeah. Willis. But no, I did not see. So, the, the it was only, it was actually on bad beats. Um, but the Big Five uh, in Philly happened like over the last two weeks or so, which Villanova lost basically every game in the Big Five. They also, yeah. Drexel, uh, Penn beat them. Uh, but Penn was playing LaSalle, and they hit a shot to, I don't know if it was a shot or two free throws, but they took, they had a chance to win in regulation. Didn't make it happen. They go to overtime, um, take a two-point lead with like five seconds left. LaSalle comes down. Dude is, I mean, there was less than three seconds on the clock. So he's sprinting up the court and jumps like 20 feet. I mean, he was basically just past half court. Has a one-legged runner that he throws off from the top of the key, banks it in for the win. So they're just coming off of a heartbreaking defeat in the Big Five after – an emotionally charged huge win in the Big Five over Villanova. So they're kind of a uh, – who who knows where their head's going to be at uh, on Saturday when they play Kentucky at – They do play tonight, by the way. They, okay. They play FDU Floorham. Floorham? Floorham. Would you – Like a ham off the Scoots, floor. Scoots, would you eat Floorham? Yes. I love ham. Okay. I, I think for me it all depends on how thickly cut it is. The, the, the floor ham and how long it's been there. Because if it's like a piece of just like thin deli meat and it falls down and like, Jag, just go eat it. Dog here, here you go. But if it's a good, if it's like a Christmas or a holiday, you know, Thanksgiving sort of deal and it's a thick cut piece of ham, sign me up. I'm, I'm grabbing and gobbling that down off the floor ham. So the Big Five's actually like a tournament. Did you know that? I didn't realize that it was an actual tournament. I thought it was just a round robin where they all played each other. Yeah, but it in the new format, the six schools are divided into two pods. Throughout November, before the Big Five in December, route robin play occurs in each pod. Each team play in blah, blah, blah. After pod play, the series moves to Wells Fargo, a single-day, triple-header event with three games. The first game's fifth place, featuring the two teams that finish third in each pod. Second's third place, blah, blah, blah. First is the first place Well, here, here's my question, well, though. There's, cool. there's only five teams, though. How do you do— there's six. The Wait. Big Five Six. Wait, they who's 
Who's the six? All right, name. Let's see if you all can name right. the five Philadelphia right, schools. Scoots, you, we, we've named some of them. I want to hear you try to name these because you're trivialized. We got to get you better at trivia for tomorrow. Got to get you ready for um, price. So you've got Temple. Oh, I see your eyes just looking at a screen. No, I'm I, eyes are up here, buddy. I am not looking at the screen. You've got Temple. You've got is Drexel? Drexel there? Uh, are you guessing? Or are you are you going to go with it or not? I'm gonna go with Drexel. Okay, yeah. Drexel Dragons. Okay, um, Duquesne is not there. They're in Pittsburgh. Okay, um, Villanova. Yeah, yep. there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, at one point in my life, I knew all. I could have rattled all five of these off real quick. Well, we need six. <sighs> We've just been talking about these. <laughs> I want to see how much he's listening. I was, I was zoned out there for a minute. <laughs> Um, I can't name the next three. I mean, so you couldn't even name the one I that mean, we uh, that Kentucky's playing on Saturday. Uh, Penn, Penn, okay, St. Yeah. Joe's. I guess the one that Saint is, is LaSalle new to to it. I don't know if LaSalle's new or not, but they're in it. Okay, so that yeah. that must have been the one because Drexel was always the fifth that I left out that I would always forget about. So Temple, LaSalle, and Drexel's one pod. St. Joe's, Penn, Villanova is the other. Villanova's playing in the last place Big Five game. <laughs> Second losers. <laughs> and they'll take on the Drexel Dragons there. Oh, it'll be LaSalle versus Penn and then Temple versus St. Joe's for the Big Five Championship, which is kind of cool for those schools. That, that would probably be pretty neat for them. I don't think anybody's really making a big enough deal about the fact that Penn has their leading scorer is a big white dude. Or actually, he's not a big white dude. He's a little white dude. Uh, but he averages 20 points a game. Has a mustache. So has, a, has a mustache and a butt cut. I if don't this think was it, if this game was at Rupp, he would have thirty eight points. I don't think enough is being made about it. About the butt cut. And he's got like a little like kind of like a kid boy next door sixteen year old type of mustache sort of deal. Ooh, but the it's second like, it's leading like, scorer has like I'm daddy mustache sort of deal. <laughs> and I don't think you know. So think, does it, so wait, does the leading scorer of the sixteen year old is that like the he's got the, the mustache cut. that. You see the eighth graders that are like lifting weights at high school for the first time, and they've all got the like caterpillar. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. that that one. But then with a butt cut. <laughs> and then a guy named Nick Spinzoso, who's just probably as Italian as Italian gets, he's got an unbelievable mustache, and he leads Penn and in and uh, rebounds, not too far off from a double double there. So they're. I don't know, Roush. I like that Trey Mitchell said, like, I'd hate to be the team that we see next, but this game has just, like, ugly written all over it. Well, it's because of all the mustaches. Really bad mustaches. Clark Slager's butt cut. DJ Wagner probably not going to play, right? I don't. Uh, it sounds probably like he won't give it a go. Uh, but be nice for him to play. Be hometown. nice for him to play, but I almost like, hey, you dweebs, you lost to UNC Wilmington without him. Go figure it out against Penn. Yeah, I also yeah. don't want to like. What if you lost that game too, though? Jeez, Willie's, that'd be horrible. Please don't let that happen. Do you make anything of Sachs? Uh, the first part of his text, just saying that he appreciates that we don't. What was it again? We're not being critical with sticking to the key, same cliches. I don't know. I I I just I I think the way that I like how when a game happens, we come in here and just nitpick specifics instead of do because like I can't. I can't. I'm with you. I can't macro change my. It's like Joe Lenardi had Kentucky go from a one seed to a six seed. Like we're not. I can't. Can't do the first take thing. Like you know. Because and and also I. You know it'll it'll probably be different later on in the year. But I just. I, I'm disappointed that it's going to hurt their seed and like. 
but uh, sadly, losing to teams like that has kind of numbed me a little bit. I mean, because you've had one in each of the last three years. Maybe, when, when was Evansville? Was that Maxie's team? That was Maxie's team. So, yeah, I mean, you, you've basically had one every single year since then. We grew up with some, too, with Gardner-Webb, VMI. Um, you that know. wasn't really any embarrassing home loss last year, right? Vanderbilt, I guess, if you wanted to say that. Oh, God, that was – Speaking of Evansville, thanks for the gambling pick, John. Lost by 41. Yeah, why, Scoots, that, I didn't we, roll, we, I, we warned you. I didn't roll with him. Okay, good. You yeah, BYU. Going, you said you were going to. BYU, low-key, pretty good. Didn't feel good about it. Low-key, pretty good. And then we had another texter on Rutherford yesterday. He texted in and said, take Grand Canyon money line over San Diego State, and they beat him. Ooh. I didn't place that one either. Uh, you know what? Uh, so you're 50% on text machine bets. Not to be nitpicky. They didn't no bad home loss with the Grady team. So okay. one out of the last four years, five years. Um, I, I, nobody's I, Roush, I, I agree that maybe that has something to do with it. I think the reaction for Saturday is more that like people just believe in this team. They, they do think that it's going to turn around and there's not like these dire consequences because and, as we said on Monday, when you don't have – your go-to guy, your especially your go-to ball handler, your point guard, that has been the complete difference between now and since 2018 when Shea Gilgis Alexander here. It's point guard play. Yep. You finally have a guy of that caliber. He does isn't there. It's a tight game. They're a bunch of freshmen. They're figuring it out. Like, I will say, if he doesn't go Saturday, like somebody's got to be able to initiate this offense yeah. and get inside. Mm -hmm. I thought Dillingham would be able to do it whenever he wanted. Cal didn't play him on the ball, but. To Cal's credit, when Dillingham did have the ball in his hands, he was sloppy with it. And you're, how how often did we hear you're going to get some good Dillingham, you're going to get some bad Dillingham? It just stinks. You got bad Dillingham, bad Edwards in a night that you needed both of them yeah. to to step up. And you also had Trey doing things that he wasn't supposed to be doing, missing free throws, which didn't help. I dis if Cal's strategy was to put him on the block, I think we all agreed that that wasn't the right thing to do. But maybe also Trey got a little, hey, this dude's. Four inches shorter than me, I can go bully ball him. Potentially, uh, speaking of bully ball, I was a little disappointed. If you're going to force the ball inside to somebody, let it be a dude the arrow. He's shown the willingness to like, hey, I like going inside and scoring those buckets more so this year than probably Trey Mitchell has. Let's continue um, with the Thornton. I, I, I will say, if there was going to be one, I don't want. I'm not all the way there yet, but I'm pretty sure that when Kentucky does lose eventually in March, like there, there's just going to be one disappointing game in March where. The other team scores almost ninety points because Kentucky just can't defend. That 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 glaring weakness is kind of becoming brighter and brighter. Like, oh gosh, they really can't keep anybody in front of them. This team will get better defensively. They will. These freshmen will get better. They'll start valuing defensive possessions a little bit more. They'll get better. The question is, is it going to be better enough where this team can be good defensively? If you don't think they can. I don't. I, I won't fault you for that because you haven't seen anything to suggest. And you got to add in the shot blocker. And Bradshaw is not the shot blocker. He's of the three bigs. He's the worst shot blocking big of the three. I still think he can block shots if they just put him in a position to do such. But it really wasn't his strength in high school. That that is that is true and worth mentioning. Um, but I'm not willing to write their obituary defensively just yet. Yeah. Although it's been underwhelming to say the right, absolute right. Uh, kindest thing you could. <laughs> that, that, that's a nice, yeah. nice way to put it. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Texter says, fellas, good morning. TJ, if you have a ring doorbell, you got to drop the footage from the Uber Eats fart guys. You read that one. 
Uh, we didn't finish it, though. Roush oh, this past right. weekend, there was smoke around Chad Johnson being interested in the wide receiver coaching position. Gotta be all there is correct. Gotta be all there is correct. I feel like there's no shot he comes to the UK to coach, but I hope I'm wrong. I feel like he'd have a huge impact on recruiting. Thanks, and that's from Levi. We started it, but we just ran We didn't get the, to the Ocho Cinco part, yep. which that You're was right. fun. Uh, our, our KSR Twitter account, that was our biggest... Most engagement on a tweet, thanks to his three million followers. But the second most was the way Dad won yesterday. At, at yeah, I feel like I saw that being quote tweeted and retweeted a million times. Every, yeah, a million every, different places. Parenting, yeah, like that's the ultimate. Um, our Keyshawn Johnson pulling his kid from Nebraska for some, getting caught with weed was the most read story in KSR history for like a decade, and it was just a random like Saturday thing I posted to fill time because the internet loves a good parenting story where they're either judging the other parents for being bad parents or good parents. The internet loves it. Um, I digress back to Chad Johnson though. And um, I mean, Chad's not serious about this. Like he, he's kind of mentioning it for fun. Um, he's made a lot of money in his career. Now, would it be great to have him in some sort of unofficial capacity? I mean, he's going to be in Lexington quite a bit. His daughter's a track star or yeah, I believe it's track. Um, uh, I think she's a freshman this year. It's only an hour and a half away from where he lives in Northern Kentucky. So, yeah, it would it would be nice to have him around in an unofficial capacity, kind of getting to know those guys in the receiver room, maybe working with them a day a week or something like that. Because at least to the – like I, Lamar Thomas had many faults as a coach, but I do think he got more out of his guys because they respected him and they really listened to him and he knew how to handle big personalities. Whereas I think – I think that's like the strength of any sort of former wide receiver coaching that room, and they've got that kind of loud mouth, big personality. They they know how to speak to kids who they speak their language, and I I think that's really um, what's missing from that from that room. Wasn't I didn't expect to hear a Lamar Thomas coaching compliment on my bingo card today. I mean, he, sadly, he's probably the best receivers coach they've had, and he wasn't. There's no way. Which receivers I mean, I, have played I, I, better you, in the you, last eleven you, years you than Juice and Bidet? That's true too. In that one year, right? Like but he they, wasn't there in sixteen, though. Yeah, he was there in sixteen. I thought he yeah, got that, there after sixteen. No, because remember he was like crying after the beating Lamar Jackson, and okay. and that was the sixteen game. And then so they brought him in after fifteen. Correct. Gotcha. So he was there sixteen and seventeen. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's wild to hear. I maybe so. It sounds like for the stories that are told behind the scenes that if you caught that guy watching film, it was a shocker. Yeah, yeah, that, which is true. Which here's another fun Lamar Thomas story. I heard this from his time at Louisville because he hated working for Petrino. So every day before practice, he would open up his bank account and just look at it and be like, "Okay, so this is why I'm going out here." <laughs> I mean, the, Whatever you got to do, yeah, man. Yeah, if it motivated you, uh, but uh, I. I would think that that bank account would get you to work a little bit harder. But, <laughs> but then again, people value their time and efforts differently. For one person not watching film to one coach can be like the most jaw-dropping, shocking thing in the world. But on the flip oh, side... It happens more often than you think. Sadly. Another coach being like, I don't think that person knows how to work a cell phone. I bet they've never even DM'd a player in their life before. You know, it's Which, different different prioritizing. And also, Stoops, you read you read our stuff. Stop acting like you don't. You, you don't know, oh, I don't know where my phone. That's a funny bet once. I think Cal is willing to sacrifice losses early in the season to make sure they play his way, not enough adjustments in-game to try to win. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand that text. I guess maybe we did get to some of these texts. Yeah. Um, Rat King gets taken down. Spoiler yeah, alert. We read all yeah, these, yeah. Um, Did you guys ever get bullied in grade school? This is a safe space, gentlemen. Let me hear full transparency. I I was the bullied and the bullier. I also was on both sides of the yeah, bull, bullier and bully, which is I think how most kids that's how it works. And I think that's how you learn that like oh yeah, being let's just be nice to people. I will. Oh, say, I thought you were going to say that's when you learn bullying is fun. Oh no, <laughs> like no, you, you should. What do came it. first for you all? Being the, bullied or bullying? Being bullied and then bullying. Same I for you, TJ. Bullied. I was the bullier and then bullied. No, interesting. I'm the same as Roush. I was bullied and then learned. Okay, well. If, if you don't want to be bullied, you got to be the bully. Um, but the nice thing was, like, none of the, none, and that's why you, I get disappointed when I'll hear, like, the opposite. But, like, all of it really did stop at high school. Like, that, that was it. Again, I know there's other people that have different stories with that, but, like, there was no real shenanigans with, like, the CSAA kids in high school. Like it, oh, just, it I, almost I, like checked at the door. It was, now, it was kind of bizarre in that sense. So, and when I say bullied too, like when you're, it's it's funny that uh, the stuff parents say to you at the time, you just don't believe it, right? Like, oh, they're just jealous of you. My my my, my one time that I was actually <laughs> felt like really didn't like it was at a camp, um, and it was a bunch of kids I didn't really know, so it was it was weird. I was a late arrival to this camp, so like naturally I didn't fit in with the rest. But but like in high school. When we would bully the younger guys, like it was all because we kind of liked them, when we would just want to mess with them. Yeah, you know, like it wasn't some fun ribbing. Yeah, exactly. Like it was fun hazing. Like you know, like oh, uh, you know, we're gonna write write on the back of your car with one of those uh, little marker things, right? That was really popular. A little shoe polish. Do, do they still do they still do that? I think so. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a fun fun. You see fun it a lot program. on like Bachelorette parties like venmo me this but, but screw you drinks. people i'm not no, no i just always request payment <laughs> i've thought about doing that on my car just writing something silly see how many people you actually should. send me money <laughs> you should, like but. one time I, w- I was leaving Got my friend's accident. house and i had like follow <laughs> me to connections written on the back of my car and like you know like classic 2000s gag what's the joke there that was the uh, that was the gay bar back in the day. Yeah, gay bars, great great places. Get drinks. Well, because I was underage, I couldn't go. That's what that was. That's the joke. The joke. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's the joke. Uh, Texter says, "I agree with your point about players moving laterally and down." TJ swear some recruits just commit to the best school that offered just for the brand, not to take in consideration playing time and stuff like that. They don't want to commit to Troy out of high school. They'd rather go to the SEC and then go to Troy. High schoolers want all the pizzazz. Once you go to college, you understand it's all about opportunity. And I don't think they're doing it strictly just for, like, I know I'm going to be transferring. I think they – I got an offer from Florida State. I got an offer from Kentucky. They get these big offers, and they think to themselves, like, I'm going to go make it there. Like, And then I'm going to go be the star there. And then they get there, and they realize, oh, okay, you know, everybody's here trying to be the starter. Everybody here is doing their own story. That I should not have come here. And then, Roush, they moved down. And we have tens of thousands of examples of that over the course of college. I mean, probably hundreds of thousands of examples of that over the course of college athletics history. And now that it's just free to do it and you don't feel quote-unquote stuck, then everybody's going to take advantage of it. And you probably would. I probably would. We all may do it as well. 
Because the other option is, aren't you just kind of a dingus for being at a level that you probably shouldn't be at? So, I mean, Terry Wilson told me in an interview that he kind of picked a... It's like, yeah, I fell for the Oregon uniforms. I thought it was cool, so I wanted to go I think there. he said that on our show. I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> and and that's where there was, there was one person on the board that I had to mention. That's like, you don't have transfer portal decommitments. Somebody's like, oh... I, we don't need a commitment. We need an NLI, and it's like, no, 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 no. That's not how. It's not how it works. Um, like when you you're basically you're an adult when you're in the portal. They they treat you a little bit differently if there's a commitment. That that's why you don't you don't see stuff like that. They just kind of go yeah. for it. Texter says on the Thornton's text line, I'm hoping it's not one or the other with Cottrell and the IU kid. Cottrell had one catch this season. I've heard yeah, because he people saying this. he he redshirted, um, and I also haven't looked at a lot of his stuff, but he's in the same boat. I mean, him and Shamar Porter are almost identical in size, recruiting ranking, except Cottrell played a couple more games. Porter played zero, so that's kind of what you would be replacing. It's uh, and it's so he's four years. It's more of a long term thing. Sharon is transferring from Kentucky. I think it's fair to say if Cutter Bully doesn't work out, we should abandon recruiting Kentucky quarterbacks. They never seem to work out. Yeah, Kyle wasn't like a, a win, though, Roush. It wasn't like Kentucky. That was just him, I think, taking advantage of the best opportunity, similar to what that texter previously had said. I think that was just him saying like, oh, okay, we'll see if this works out at UK. I hope it does. But that wasn't like UK rolling out the red carpet in similar ways they did for Drew Barker. Cutter Bowley's even recruitment was a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Like, Sharon leaving is not a big deal. No, no, not at all. And, I, I mean, also, you lead your team to a state title in front of the coaches. They're impressed by how you played. They like you. You commit. I mean, you can't blame the in-state kid for wanting to give it a shot. Nope. Didn't yep. work out, and uh, we wish him the best moving forward. We got some breaking news. Do you want to uh, tease it, or do we do it now? We need to go to a Let's tease it. Break. Let's really get the people get the people going. I, is it worth getting? Is it that kind of tease? Yeah, like, and some you, people are gonna be mad. You're gonna want to hear this. Yeah, no, yeah. You're good yeah, you're gonna and you're probably gonna be mad. Me? Maybe not you, but maybe some other people. I'm excited. I'm teased properly. We'll come back and deliver that tease on Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. No Push to start. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what it is. Everything I do, I do it big. Yeah. Kentucky roll call. On, that's right, Scooch. Whiz Wednesdays? That's right. Did you have Whiz Wednesdays in college? Uh, I had Whiz every day in college. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was a big I was Whiz guy. In college huge Whiz as well. guy. Him and Kid Cuddy were Cuddy. big. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. The Mad City Kendrick Lamar's debut came out too. That one was incredible. That's one you just play it start to finish. One of my incredible. roommates, that was his favorite song. And I've heard that song. Yeah. I, I, got yeah. A, yeah. I got a little sick of it, honestly. <laughs> it was great, though. Huge banger. Welcome back. Happy Wiz Wednesday to you listening to Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 
211 podcast, all that fun stuff. If you want your daily dose of scoots, you're going to get it all you're day. You get them all day on the Big X. 11 to noon, noon to 1, 3 to 6. You can hear them. Tune in, send them a text message, just a little howdy do to our buddy Scoots. Roush, I was out on an appraisal the other day, mm-hmm. and down the road, ambulance at a house. Never, never what you're looking for. And they're bringing this person out. I'm walking by just because I'm taking the pictures on the exterior, and they're bringing this person out on the stretcher. Everything looks okay. And they say, Doctor, I've suffered a state of euphoria. Were they eating salsaritas? They were eating salsaritas. Wow. Had to yeah. call 911. Because they were addicted to the chips. They were feeling a state of intense excitement and happiness, which you can also suffer from a little euphoria at one of their two locations in Louisville. Middletown and St. Matthews, wildly addictive chips, creamy queso, hot Beautiful quesadillas does the cheese where it like falls on your chin a little bit because it's just so cheesy and gooey and delicious. Blue Powerade, remember them for all your holiday catering needs. And then do not forget double points after 6 p.m. until the end of the year. So you'll double up on points, get to your rewards even quicker when you download that Salsaritas app. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. All right, my cautious thing about Brock Vandergriff. Oh, you don't want to breaking news? Oh, yeah, the breaking news. <laughs> it's pretty big breaking news. Rouse got worried there. Yeah, what is it? No more coaching changes. We thought there might be some turnover in the Kentucky football locker room. Oh, that is news. We knew Scott Woodward was on his way out, and we thought, well, maybe they might move on from another guy after signing period. Well, um, our guy Derek Terry, he's always over the co- coaching contracts, and some extensions went live. Um Mike Stoops, Frank Buffato, and Anwar Stewart, your offensive line, safeties, and defensive line coach, they each signed two-year extensions. And Zach Yenzer, the offensive line coach, also signed a one-year extension. Okay. So all right, I'm all right with that. My take is that I actually think keeping Yenzer is a good idea. Is a very good idea, actually. And also, Anwar Stewart, Anwar Stewart that, the defensive line is good. So, I, yes, keep Anwar around. Uh, Brad White really likes him. Like, let's let's do this. For offensive line, I know they weren't world beaters, but they definitely improved this year. And I think turnover, both in personnel and in coaching, really hurt that room. You're getting four out of five starters back next year, and you're going to keep your coach around. Like, that that, that makes sense to me. Great that, point. That makes a lot of sense to me. The one I don't get. The safeties were supposed to be a strength of the team, and they were not this year. The production wasn't there, and that should if you if you're hiring a safeties coach, he should also be one of your better recruiters. And Buffano's gotten Avery Stewart and Caleb Red committed in this next class. I know he's one of Stoops' boys; he's been here for the whole run. But like, I, I'm I thought that that would be that would be an easy way to shake things up. You let Mike Stoops coach safeties, what the position he's always coached, and then you bring in a linebackers coach who can recruit. Like that, that that, that was sense. a very logical path, but instead, uh, Buff's getting a two-year extension. I think some people might be disappointed in that, and I know some people are going to be disappointed about offensive line coach too. But uh, I, I ultimately agree with the decision. Yeah, I don't have an issue with the offensive line coach, and may defer to people that know more, like you. 
and uh, luck it with the other stuff. But okay, no more changes. I guess it is worth mentioning, too, that after bowl season, there's always a chance somebody could come take a coach from Kentucky sure. or try to poach a, a support staff member or something like that, which could lead a domino effect where UK is still having to make another hire. But for now, the dust has settled on the coaching carousel. Oh, also, Scoots told Rutherford yesterday that, like, he hates when we talk transfer portal. Just wants to rip his not, ears off. Not you all specifically, just every okay, show. You were like, I hate transfer portal talk. Yeah. You're the producer for a two-hour radio show every day for the last four years. I wonder where you're hearing a bunch of transfer talk. <laughs> I've also been doing Spears and Dennison oh, Spears for do a bunch of transfer conversation. Mm. Spears doesn't even know what the transfer portal is. <laughs> yeah, no, that You'll wasn't. out in three years. That wasn't directed at you all. That was just directed oh, at the transfer portal as a whole. I mean, if you turn on ESPN, you hear about it. If you turn on any sports radio show, you hear about it. I'm yeah, because just... it's it's like when you, the NFL free agency happens. That's yeah. all that people talk about. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing that is that does, I think my biggest gripe with the portal is that it's happening concurrently with the postseason. Why yeah. is the offseason and the postseason overlapping? That's I, ridiculous. I've always wondered that. Like, why? I get that you need time to go figure it out and classes start in January, but there is an easy way to fix this that, like, hey, once the bowl season's over, boom, then you then it's over. Then you can go do this stuff. But they literally do it all while stuff is going on. It really does minimalize the importance of the bowl. And, Scoots, if I was working an IU show and they were talking IU football transfer portal, I would want to rip my ears off. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I, you know, I, I get it. But if you ever want us to stop talking about something, just say, shut up, move on. No way. Scoots needs something new. There's that You all won't listen to me. Scoots, There's been could, many topics throughout the years I've wanted to say, shut up, stop talking about it. But Scoots, we could talk about how now a second person has died after drinking Panera Bread's charged lemonade. Oh, I noticed they took them. It's no longer out uh, to where public can just drink it. It's like behind the counter because it's just loaded with sugar and caffeine. So much caffeine. Yeah, a guy had three of them and then had a heart attack on his way home. He did have other other, other heart issues. But you're just dumping a bunch of caffeine into it. I mean, it's more than a cup of coffee. I. Whoever thought that was a good idea over there? I've like, had I've had it. I always thought it was like it gave me a little pick me up. I guess I know why. <laughs> Checks out. It does check out. By yeah. the way, you brought up your ambulance story earlier, and I uh, yeah, it was just a radio tease. Yeah, I, I get that now. But you you mentioned a guy dying. I didn't tell you all about well, my. I mon- didn't die. He 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 had suffered from euphoria. Remember? I didn't uh, tell you all about my Monday morning. Oh. So I wake up at like five forty five Monday morning. I live in a very quiet part of southern Indiana, and I go to the bathroom, and I come out of the bathroom, and I just hear what, it kind of sounds like fireworks, just pop, 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 pop. So I, I go to my bedroom, and I open the window to you, make sure I hear what I think I'm hearing. You're sure, you do, wait, you're supposed to immediately go to your neighborhood Facebook group and say that you heard gunshots. Yeah, that's we, that's the proper protocol. Yeah, we don't have a Facebook page. Gil was for our blowing up the bathroom again. No, so it was literally in the apartment complex across the way from my house. It, I assume was gunshots. There was like probably forty to fifty shots at five forty-five in the morning, but I never did. I followed up. Never did see a news story on it or anything. So yeah, somebody so, got yeah, away it, with it. It wasn't gunshots then. It so, had to be. You. Mm-hmm. Asked us that we didn't ask you about your Monday morning, and this happened at five forty-five Monday morning, and you didn't you didn't bring it up on the show. Yeah, well, I had forgot about it until you brought up the whole ambulance thing. That's what kind of but refreshed it was an my hour mind. and fifteen minutes later. 
No, you just did that read this to start this segment. But I just mean like Monday, I would have been like, man, wild morning. I feel like there was gunshots in my neighborhood. I, I, it maybe was one of those things I just wanted to put it out of my mind. I didn't want to think about. But you didn't. You didn't want to deal with the trauma. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. I hear you. Okay, that checks out. Well, sorry to rehash that. <laughs> so you never, but you never found out what it was. No. Great story. I mean, that's a that's a lot of gun. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of gunshots at five forty five. That's what I mean. That's because it wasn't a gunshot, Scoots. What, are, you what else was it, Roush? It was firecrackers or something at five forty five in the morning. Yes, people are idiots. Oh like, do you think gosh. you're really going to shoot fifty rounds? <laughs> fifty rounds. You're the person on Facebook who every time a car backfires thinks that a gunshot's being fired. <laughs> For sure, yeah. There, that we, we do have that. It's like that and the next door thing. Although, I quit getting on next door. Uh, Rouse just fired his car up again. We're all right, Susan. Could actually be gunshots. <laughs> and that's not a you neighborhood joke, Roush. Uh, we get, we, you actually do hear gunshots every so often in, in Linda. Yeah. Uh, texter says, Roush, can you break down? Uh, we, we broke down Brock Vandergriff. Oh, yeah. Love his former five-star rating, but have some concerns about his lack of starts. All in all, just pray it's not another Joey Gatewood situation 2.0. Better or same as Leary? Well, we have no idea if he's better or same or Leary, and nobody really does. But it's obviously not another Joey Gatewood situation, Roush, just because there was tape on Gatewood. Like, you got to see him. Yeah, and and this – it was funny because remember one of his – the most he played was against Louisville too, and that or not Louisville against Purdue in that Music City Bowl yeah. where Auburn had a bunch. But um, um, yeah, and here's the other difference too: Joey Gatewood was a five-star top 100 athlete. He was not a top 100 quarterback. Can't we assume Vandegrift's better just because of where he's coming from? Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen him play, but he's he was at Georgia versus Leary being at NC State. Big difference. Well, yeah, and even if Gatewood, you're at Auburn with Gus Malzahn, who's running like Gatewood was the prototypical person to run Gus Malzahn's offense, and he chose not to play Gus Malzahn or Joey Gatewood, excuse me. And maybe Scoots, you know, Leary still did put up numbers. He still went out and did it, which is something that Vandegrift has not done, but we all assume he's going to be able to. I, I would say that there's reason to maybe be most excited about this than any other transfer quarterback that they've brought in, even more so than potentially Levis. If you're just talking pedigree, but it's also probably the one with the the biggest wild card because you you know the, the least. There's the least tape on him. At least Levis had the cool videos. He's throwing the ball a million miles Dude, those videos were those awesome. Those were fun. That was also the most like uh, – And he ate bananas? Um. <laughs> it's so funny like we are so dumb we just watch I mean that Will Levis could have just like shown up to his interviews and been like you seen this video and they hear the ball being thrown and they're like yeah we're good yeah. <laughs> we got you Scoots time person of the year was named do you know who it is I have no idea who do you think it'd be Scoots no spoilies um, so that doesn't have to be a sports person, right? Doesn't have to be a okay. sports person. Doesn't have to be a politic. Doesn't have to be. It could just be anybody. It could be me. I'm gonna go with old Tay Tay. It is Taylor Swift. Nice. Although I feel like you saw that. I did. That was a lucky guess. What did? Uh, didn't they have a time sports person of the year too? That was a great guess. Was Dion? Uh, yes. It the wasn't Dion. Sports, sports Illustrated did a their Dion. their person of the mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Time does a, a sports person of the year because it was messy. His then. It was messy, like their like their the process. voting. Voting yeah, was messy. Yeah, voting it was, was pretty just, messy. Uh, there was stuff on the ceiling. It was, it was chaos. <laughs> but it was it was, a, it was a soccer player. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to hear your transfer portal rant. No, it's not really a rant, but it's like if if you're gonna pick Vandergriff 
if that is who it ends up being, don't be wrong about it. I mean, you'll ruin a season if you're wrong about it. Like, the stakes are super high on this yeah. stuff. So, like, don't be wrong about it. But Coming I, back to, like, that texter, is he better than Leary? Is this another Joey Gatewood? Let's let's hope not. And if if it is Roush, like, that goes into – that's a mark against Stoops. It's a mark against Cohen. It's like, and why, or why are we going to trust you the next time necessarily? And they've built up maybe some goodwill, and it's not like you really have a choice one way or another. Goodwill we can't, of us. We can't go fire these guys. But – you, this is why you get paid the big bucks. He yeah. doesn't have to be a Heisman Trophy finalist, but he you can't have to – if you end up having to bench him for, like, a freshman, that's a huge, colossal mistake. Yeah. So, so don't, don't, don't do that. I don't I don't think we'll get there, but – I'm um, warning you. Yeah, I, I just – put yourselves in – who who would you rather be? Would you rather be cheering for the team that thinks they're going to close on a five-star from Georgia that was a top 25 player in his recruiting class? Or would you rather be cheering for the team that you thought like, oh, maybe we'll get the Ohio State starting quarterback, or maybe we'll get DJU, and instead you get the 24-year-old who was at Texas Tech but never really played because he was always hurt. Yeah, I, I would obviously would like UK situation much better. And this will be every year that they've gone head-to-head in the transfer reporter for a quarterback, which is just two, but UK's come out ahead. L didn't. When UK went and got Will Levis, they had Cunningham. Which also Satterfield should have gotten somebody ahead of him. Oh, yeah. He should yeah. have over-recruited Cunningham three years in a row. He's an idiot for it. I like it. that Cunningham leaves the rivalry, and finally it's a single-digit game. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, Plummer's not enough to get L to win. Maybe they're moving in the right direction, though, because they don't have – I wish Cunningham was L's quarterback for my lifetime. Uh, Nothing would make me happier than just waking up on Governor's Cup Day and that dude being under center and just being like, well, that's a win. So we don't do the why. Maybe we implement it for one game and bring in Malik Cunningham for Governor's Cup. Kentucky's honorary guest. Being so mean to him, but like we just enjoy UK winning football games and also especially in blowouts. So obviously we're going to be partial to that fellow. The texter did say that Wolverine really thought they were getting DJ Euro McCord, but it's seventh year Tyler Shuck they get. I didn't care if they did get DJ U for what it was worth. McCord, I would have. Yeah, that would have been a nice gift. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, that would have yeah. been somewhat. Instead, concerning. did also, you see who he's who's recruiting him? No, who? Marcus Satterfield in Nebraska, which is just like oh. a, that guy. Just he's on a, he threw six interceptions last year, sixteen if he's at Nebraska. Why didn't Brom have any interest in like Will Rogers? Just hey, we're just gonna throw you're gonna throw the ball a million times. I don't know. Like he would be. I, I think, he, it, think he could make the throws. I Brom think the needs. lack of mobility is an uh, issue. That's a good point. And. Yeah, I, I I really think that I don't. That probably wasn't the stop in end all be all. He's also been kind of trending towards Washington, oddly enough, which that you know they do similar stuff out there. Has Brom ever had a African American starting quarterback? He did for a little bit at Western, I believe. I don't, I don't know if that kid was the year after though he left. My friend group, we couldn't we couldn't think of one because Western had a kid that was a Maryland transfer, but it might have been the year after he left. So yeah, I don't I don't think so. Um, you'd have to go back to his time as like an assistant coach, probably. Hmm. Think it ever brought up around the holidays? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. <laughs> Doesn't get brought up. Vandegriff, Rocket, Key, Dane, McCauley, come on. Come on. There we go. Yeah. Uh, the Rocket he's referring to, Rocket Sanders, Arkansas tailback, entered the portal. Uh, he was hurt a lot of this season, but it was preseason All-SEC. Uh, had more than 1,000 yards a year prior. Good player. Good ball player. Just shoot us straight. Is he a cat or is he not a cat? Yes or no? Come on. 
<laughs> I am curious what UK is going to do at running back. I think we're all so fixated on QB right now. But, folks, it seems like it's going to be Vandegrift. Maybe we move on to, to running back. It, in, here, here's the... The dirty little secret. There. This is... Rocket Sanders is the first time that I've been like, oh, that guy's worth getting. I, I'm worried about the running back market, this transfer portal. The, the pickings might be slim, so... Well, go see what Ray did, and... Uh, hey, Rocket, why don't you come be see Ray Davis guy? Sweet name, by the way. It really is. It's Wait. actually Raheem, but they call him Rocket. Wait, Wacky Wednesday isn't about drugs? Oops, I've been doing this wrong for a long time, says one texter. Makes two of us, texter. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. I know there's talk about Kyle McCord being the guy a lot of Cats fans want, but I think we need to pump the brakes a bit. He had Marv Harrison Jr., Cade Stover, Travion Henderson, and Mecca Buka. And more at his skill position is still underwhelming in many cases. Kentucky doesn't have near as much talent. And I'd rather go after a guy who has high upside with limited tape or a guy who has elevated the talent around him rather than one who had mild success because he was surrounded by talent that was overwhelming. And that was the other thing, too, that uh, Rusty Manziel in that conversation with him, he really hit over the head with me. It was just like his ceiling is so high. Just whatever. Could be a pro. I want that. I'm in on that. I mean, he was like, whatever he is from August until two years from now when he's leaving, I just he's like, I can't wait to see it because I'm, I just know that he's he's got it in him. The ceiling's there. He just has to. By the it. way, I'm pretty sure this is set in stone. I could be wrong, but like, whoever is going to be UK is going to get a cupcake. I think Southern missed game one at the Krogue. Yep, and then they bought out the Akron game. Sadly, no trip then, to the Rubber Bowl. Then it's going to be back to back SEC games. Yeah, that'll be so confirmed like, two December first. Three games are going to be SEC games. So one week from today, we'll know the SEC schedule. It's looking like it'll be Georgia, South Carolina in some order. Oh, um, those first two games? Yeah. You Georgia. know that? Yeah. All right, just get Georgia out of the way. <laughs> but seriously, just get Georgia Ooh. out of the way. Brock Vandegrift revenge game? Yeah. And then South Carolina, you get a little bit. Do you want South Carolina second or third? Anyways, point being, like you're not. this isn't going to be like this past season where you get four games to kind of figure things out. Yeah, no. You're, this is going to be – you're going to be thrown into the fire week two, regardless mm -hmm. of who that may be. Interesting. I'm going to have to ask you after the show how you like uh, – It's mostly they've leaked a bunch of games, and those are – neither yeah, of those so. teams have open dates those weeks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was Micah Johnson who carried the ball in that bowl game. He later had a good career in Canada. Oh, good. Good for Micah Johnson. Yeah, yeah that's who I thought it was. Oh, Kirby, Canada. did someone say Kirby? Kirby, did you need to text that in? I'm going to suck you in and I'm going to spit you out. That's what Kirby says. Y'all ever seen the movie The Night Before? Very funny. Underrated Christmas movie. Recommend smoking a Trevor cigarette before, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> like uh, I don't I don't know if I saw that one. I've seen some that are similar. The Night it's a Before -rated. is, is, is that, good. Is that the party one? That, or is this the Seth Rogen one? I've seen the party one. This is the Seth one. Rogen one. The, the Christmas party one is kind of fun, too. This got a 68 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that's maybe fair. I would say it's like maybe a 75. It's, some, a, it's a solid Christmas movie, and it's not in your like classic rotation. So some it's fun of those to throw movies in. just go over top with the crass. Con yeah. Like they just like say a lot of F words, and it's like, well, that, that doesn't make it funny. Like the, the Nate guy, the Nathan for you guy, like he does that humor, and I'm like, that's not like. Just because you say the F word doesn't mean it's funny. This one is like the story is solid enough to match with just like the funny, outlandish, ridiculous stuff. So give it a watch. Okay. Thanks, Texter, for sending that in. John here. Wow. Good morning, guys. I just woke up. I'm not feeling that well. However, I was not going to miss KRC, the best show on the radio waves. Hey, what are your tips and tricks when not feeling well? Well, got to go talk to you later. A lot of water. Mm hmm. Water it up. Probably well, don't watch it. Vitamin your C. 
Probably don't watch your aces lose by 41. Yeah, that'll that'll make you sick every yeah, time. Yeah, I'm uh, 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C at least per day. Some uh, vitamin D in there as well to help you absorb it all. And uh, yeah, just some. I do the the heat pad too. That always yeah, big fan of. That. Just admit it, guys. The UNC Wilmington team is just better than Kentucky. That, they they certainly were without UK starting point guard on Saturday. No doubt about that. Curious, Roush and Scoots, did you all draw male genitalia on other people's books in high schools? Didn't know if that was just a St. X. We had to get rid of hall passes because that's all it was. It was just, (laughs) it was was like super bad. The older I get, the more I have started agreeing with TJ. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. In regards to what? I wonder what. Okay, everybody have a great Wednesday. Thanks for the text into the show. I feel like we're missing something or didn't get to something. But that's always what tomorrow is. is for. 7 a.m., but you can listen to Scoots on the Big X all day today. Remember all to send day. him a text message on the Thornton's text line. Everybody have a great Wednesday. This is KRC, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kent.